It's at the races with Steve Beck on Sirius XM Radio. Here in Pennsylvania, we're proud of our breed. Program, the best in North America. But we're also proud to be leaders in this industry. The PA Horse Breeders Association is funding cutting-edge research at Penn Vet into equine health and safety. And we endorse the SAFE Act to help protect the most vulnerable horses. Plus, we're pleased to support the aftercare programs set up by our horsemen's groups. Just a few of the reasons why you should join us in Pennsylvania, the premier place to breed and race. Who are you betting on? How about an app created specifically for horse racing? Naira Bets. We specialize in thundering hooves, fist pumping, and boosting your bankroll with robust weekly promotions. And offer betting tips from actual horse racing experts. Bet all day and night nationwide. Get the action in rural horse racing with Naira Bets. $200 deposit match with promo Steve200. Visit NairaBets.com for details. The Pons family's Country Life and Maryland Farms are the place for breeding and racing in the Mid-Atlantic. Country Life is nationally recognized for making stallions and curly stands. The Mid-Atlantic's leading first and second crop sires, Divining Rod by Tappan and Mosler by Warfront, as well as Freezing Fire. Maryland's 5-8th mile training track completes the full-service facilities from the folding barn to the racetrack. Join the excitement of racing with Country Life Farm, where our partnerships can take you from beginning to winning. <laughs> Your career in horse racing off to a fast start? Well, the University of Arizona's Racetrack Industry Program is your winning ticket. The Racetrack Industry Program has served as a springboard to some of the industry's most successful individuals with a proven track record of job placement right out of college. If you want to earn a degree in the exciting horse racing industry, the Racetrack Industry Program can put you in the winner's circle. Visit ua-rtip.org today. Why, in the past decade, has BRL Equine become the premier equine supplement company in the industry? Because we spend millions in research and development before we ever put out a product. Because we use only FDA-supervised facilities to manufacture for us. Because what we say is in them is in them. Because they work. Because if you're not happy, I'll give you your money back. And because top trainers and veterinarians in thoroughbred racing, standard bread racing, three-day eventing, and barrel racing all trust in BRL Equine. Shouldn't you? To find out more how Flexify HA, Unlock, Leader Shield, and EPO Equine can help you, contact me, Joseph Volante, 215-501-6880. Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, paperless revolution. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for owners calling other vendors who can pay through Horsebills.com for just 50 cents. Turn hours of work into minutes with our easy-to-use site. Have our team take over your bookkeeping or continue to do it yourself with only our low monthly subscription fee. Check out our video tutorial on the Horsebills.com YouTube channel started today for free. Horsebills.com. Toll free number 888-938-4643. We're back. And uh, I, you know, just hearing, just listening to the Horsebills uh, ad, actually, uh, I think I got to send out. I haven't sent out the October bill. You can't, I, you can't beat the Horsebills. Uh, for those that are, if you're getting involved, haven't talked about, haven't had Bob Ike in, in ages either. Uh, and I didn't see Bob now that I think about it. At, at Breeders' Cup, how did uh, 
I got I to send him a note. I, how, how did I not see? How did I not see Ike? Yeah, I, I got to uh, on this on the return trip. I, I can't believe it. We're going to get to this. We're going to get through Thanksgiving, and I'm going to have to turn right around and head right back out. I'm starting to look forward to uh, Arizona to the symposium. Uh, feels like uh, feels like it's going to be very good. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of topics I think people are are excited about, and uh, yeah, of course it's always a nice gathering. Uh, anyhow, uh, of uh, industry industry people, uh, Jason Beam. Speaking of excited, d- d- uh, are you getting the butterflies for opening day? Good morning, Steve. How's it going? I, I thought you were going to say speaking of industry guys. Uh, I, I, we don't think of you as an industry. You, you work in the industry, but I, but I, I don't think you're an industry guy. <laughs> I, I like to think not. But uh, no, the, it was so funny. I was saying on my show the other day, like as soon as entries come out, everything starts feeling real. You know, my first year here, obviously, I was thinking about it for six months straight leading up. But um, as you've been here for a few more years now, it uh, like once the entry sheet comes out, it all gets real. I went there. We did sound check yesterday, colored my program, and now I'm. Now I'm weirdly excited, which usually is not. I, I usually leave the nervous side of the spectrum, but uh, I'm actually kind of pumped for tomorrow. And it's a good card. Uh, it, it is a good card, and there'll be lots of lots of good cards to look forward to. And you know, I I, I reached out. I didn't know if I was going to get a chance to to have a another Tampa you know look ahead and and in sort of a you know seasonal kickoff. But I had I reached out for Mike Denny. Last week, uh, of course, yeah. it heads up the HBPA, and we kind of celebrated, uh, you know, what has gone on, and you know, the Florida legislature and and you know the 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 enhance the purse enhancements, uh, you know, given the challenges that that uh, yeah that Mrs. Thayer deals with in terms of funding, uh, you know, the overnight program. This is a, a significant positive because as it is, Jason. Allison uh, and the racing office attracts, you know, top barns, but just that little bit of extra, you know, purse enhancements for the the overnight program, it it, it has been met with real enthusiasm. Well, and it seems like we're going to see some a lot of new faces and names because yep. of it too. Yep. And um, you know, it's funny. You know, I, I feel size obviously is dipped you know, most everywhere with, with a few exceptions. And a lot of those exceptions are ones where, you know, the purses are astronomically increased because of the gaming revenue. And, and I work at one of those places. So I'm, you know, not obviously uh, against it, but I'm always, when people talk about Tampa and they, they kind of, Oh, if the purses were this, it's like Tampa's kind of what a sustainable racetrack looks like in my opinion. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that, that we're able to have that more money. And, you know, if, if the field size jumps up, you know, even a, a horse more, it's just a massive difference for handle, playability, all that kind of stuff. I think sometimes people don't realize you make the jump from from seven to eight or eight to nine in a field, and it's often a very substantial jump in handle. I, there's there's no doubt, and, and you know, all you have to do is look at what's going on. I mean, obviously, you can't compare it. You can't compare it to Kentucky and 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 the yeah. avalanche of money that the you know the historic racing equipment has has provided, but. Um, you know, Maryland got a, a, a small stipend, and that was enough to stabilize the industry. Uh, this is, you know, for uh, this really benefits the Florida program and Ocala and uh, the Stallion program uh, in, in Central Florida. There, there's, it doesn't have to be an avalanche of money. Uh, it, it can be, you know, just uh, just enough 
you know, to to kind of fill in the the spots on the on the cake where the icing, you know, hadn't reached. <laughs> I like that analogy. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think, and the thing is too, I, I think people genuinely like this track, both yeah. horsemen and horse players and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, when when our product is good, I think it just draws people in. I mean, the grass is awesome. I, it looked spectacular when I was out there yesterday. It's funny; it seems to happen. And I was talking to my boss at Colonia about this too, like. The grass course, like, seems to come together kind of in those last few weeks sometimes. Like, he was saying at Colonial, like, a month out, he was looking at it, he's like, this is the famed grass course? And then by opening day, you know, it looks like a U.S. Open fairway kind of thing. And uh, there was a little bit of that. Plus, you see the rails go up. Like, it just, you know, everything looks good. They, they've done some uh, building. Uh, they've added a couple little areas uh, near the terrace and stuff. And so there's, it seems to be, uh, you know, like I said, there's just a little bit more excitement. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like there's more excitement this year than there was last year, which again, I only have to compare it to a couple times. And so uh, just even in and around the building, that that's good to feel. Well, and you mentioned, you, you mentioned your other, your other role uh, when it comes to colonial. I mean, very similarly, uh, you know, there's going to be a steady expansion of of that meet. Uh, you know, you've made the the full <laughs> you've made the full transition uh, to Florida residency. Um, I, I I I I don't I don't think it ever would have been appropriate to call you a snowbird. <laughs> Probably not. I, I tell people that I mean, technically, I kind of am, right? Like I go north for the summer. However, it's it's just as hot, if not hotter, in Virginia. So it's not like I'm escaping anything. To uh, it's definitely less humid, though, for sure. Down here in the summer, it's a sweat box. But um, and Colonial, I think I think the Colonial expansion. I don't know that they'll extend the time all that much. I would guess they'll just add another day and make it 12 weeks or something instead of the nine or ten uh, that it is now. But that's that's my hunch. I don't know anything, but. Um, so, so I don't know that that'll ever be like a truly long summer meet. I think it'll kind of maintain that boutique kind of status. Well, things uh, things very robust in, in both venues, and, uh, you know, uh, your your voice uh, uh, over over the, uh, the the speakers at, at both venues, and uh, it, it just is a... It's got to be very satisfying. To it, it feels like you're you're in a a certain career uh, mode that uh, might have been circuitous, Jason, but uh, uh, you certainly have arrived. Uh, I'm very thankful. I mean, I can tell you that much. I've I've, I've been through a track closure with Grants Pass, and I, I was kind of fortunate that you know that was I had three other jobs at that point so uh it wasn't as tough for me but i, I you know I've, I've seen guys that have to go through that or you know i was out of announcing for almost four years so like i know how it you know and that was mostly due to my own doing but um you know i know how how fleeting that can be and you know even yesterday seeing the news of, of tony getting the job at turfway you know he's been you know up there at finger lakes for years but that's you know that's seven months a year of employment and they you know when they go down to three days a week it's it's not that easy, so I was, you know, thrilled for him to get to fill out his schedule. It's very tough to to make a living just as the race car. And Vic Stoffer, my first year going to River Downs, like he told me, he goes, you know, he goes, you know, Jason, the, the years of just being a race caller are pretty much over. You have to have other skills, and he was uh, he was stone cold right. <laughs> in, in, in fact, in fact, uh, doing impressions uh, might be <laughs> might might be a, a sideline. Well, yeah, I, I, I do have a lot on my show. Uh, my Gabe Pruitt has come a long way. I really love doing that one. Uh, the, the, only pro the only problem is, no offense to Gabe, it's a narrow audience. 
<laughs> well, you know, as as described as, as described on sixty minutes, it's a niche sport where horses pull carts. Pull cart. That how? I mean, it wasn't funny, but God, that was. Funny. It, it, it was one of those things that writ, written in print. It was really funny. I, I, it, 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 the guffaw. I, I mean, I I, I I like fell out of the chair. It was. It's, yeah. I, it, 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 it's as old. <laughs> Standard bread racing is as old and storied. I guess. I guess nobody saw Ben Hur uh, at, at, at sixty minutes. I guess they didn't occur that that horses pulling carts uh, fast is is has got a pretty good history. I, I'm ashamed that I didn't realize as much the farming connection of standard. I went to Mohawk, and my my old boss Will from Portland. His, you know, he owns horses up there. I was talking to his trainer and like. You realize, like that. Apparently, a lot of the origins of it, at least around there, and maybe everywhere. Again, I don't, I don't know, but like, just started with people racing on the farms, and like they still train on the farms. Like Donald Lindsay, his buddy, the trainer, has like a soybean farm, and then they they train horses there, and then they race at night. Like it's such a, it's such a neat kind of thing that I didn't really realize about that particular industry. Well, just just the. Uh, have you been to uh, Have you been to Delaware County? Have you been to the Jug? No, I, I have not been. I have not been to hashtag because it's the jug. Well, it, that's, I'm surprised actually because you know you're you're you tromp around like like we do. I've been, uh, been around, yeah. Yeah, well, and I was in Ohio for a while too. I just I never got uh, I never got up there. Well, you'll have to have Ed DeRosa. You'll have to have make arrangements with Ed and and have uh, it. it uh, I've, gonna make, he's gonna make me eat at some terrible restaurant though. <laughs> Speaking of which. So we we should include that. Um, I'm, I'm sure your mom has she has she scheduled her her winter visit. It is temporarily on the books. Her and my aunt are coming out this year, so I'm very excited. But I'm I'm guessing a, a little pre or a little post Sam F. Davis time. Uh, it, it, what what's the over under on Christino's visits? Oh, it, it, well, it's one to a thousand just because of. The, I mean, Steve recommended this restaurant to me, and I go, yeah, I'll check it out. And so I I finally checked it out, and then I bought a house about a block and a half from it. So <laughs> I, uh, and it's funny, I never go there unless I have people coming in. I mean, I cook most of the time now, anyways. But um, my mom loves. You know, she loved it just because, A, like I said, it was two minutes from the house, and B, it was it's good food. And it, it's almost stupid how affordable they've kept that place. Like, you're so used to overpaying at restaurants. Like, you go out and get a chicken parm, it's like $12. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> it, it, Christino's, uh, I, I wandered into it years ago. And uh, brick oven pizza, but so much more. Uh, they're, the, the, oh. the, the gelato and the desserts and... Uh, uh, the the place is just spectacular and no less of an authority than Baltimore no. Baltimore Little Italy growing up Mike Trombetta gave it gave it the the seal of approval so it is it is uh, absolutely uh, Italian Italian approved Christinos in, in uh, Clearwater. It's Jason approved and Steve Bick approved too. <laughs> That's all the kids. I've I've brought I've brought a lot of people. Uh, uh, I got Sid to go. I got uh, Marty McGee. I brought Marty and uh, his in yeah. his uh, trips to uh, to Tampa. What uh, speaking of, of the trips to Tampa? You mentioned Sam Davis. I, I've got to look yep. at the schedule. It might be easier this year to get to. I couldn't get to Tampa Bay Derby last year because of NHC, but it does look yeah. like there's a buffer this year. There's there's a week between the two, so I might go back. I might come back for uh, get back on the uh, Tampa Bay Derby beam. 
It's one of my one of my favorite parts of uh, getting to call at Tampa is I get to be the first race over the loudspeakers at NHC in the morning and then uh, do the uh, the Richard Grunder. Welcome to our friends at the NHC. <laughs> uh, you do Grunder too. How about the, the, well, I mean, I, I, mean, I tell you, when I warm up, like you know, when I'm memorizing before the races, probably half the time I just I just do it because like you see the landscape and. To me, that landscape is very associated with his voice. Yes. So yes. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sitting there warming up, you know, out of the shoot, down to the main track, and it's so and so, and uh, you know, just kind of do the whole thing. I, I, the only, I, I would never do a Grunder like impression for a race. I have too much respect for him. But each season, I always end the last race of the meet, and I go, "That's the tenth and final from Tampa." Just as a little nod to him. I love it. I love it. He. Uh... He, it, it, certain him and Terry Wallace, you know, there's certain voices from that we all Keith grew Jones. up with. Yep, yep, yeah. Keith, absolutely, yeah. Keith Jones. That's right. I feel, I, feel, I feel like there was a whole group, John Curran, like there was like five or six, Tom Durkin, there was five or six or seven guys that all kind of retired within a little three, four year period there, or you know, and and it was it was a big shifting of of things because you know not only good race calls but like such iconic voices. I think you know a lot of us kind of sound similar and you know the styles are very same and a lot of those guys had very unique styles which uh, yep. i think is is missed but but i feel like if i watch baseball and stuff like that it's kind of that way too like you know you, know, you don't have the guys who were you know those guys that were in there you know bob euchers i mean i guess euchers still is but you know those uh those voices from those generations they just they're so distinct and they're they're uh, they're they're getting out you know it's funny i'm glad you said this and and I you know we, I I didn't script this in terms of us having conversation, but script it. You just invited me to do the interview ten minutes ago. Uh, exactly. I, I I had the I had the window. That's how that's that's how we work. Uh, it, 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 that's that that's the view. That's the magic. That's when the magic happens. Uh, it's interesting, and, and I and I don't know if it if if I'm going to guess that Durkin. The, the the long shadow of Durkin uh, and and mm-hmm. you know the the outsized influence of his style uh, I I think it is probably part of this but to bring this to Tony Kalo for a minute yeah there aren't you know there aren't voices so much that that get hired it would seem right that 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 are i i yeah know what i mean you have to differentiate yourself i have to i think i can only speak for myself but i think personality and social media and a lot of that stuff ends up being the differentiator now because i think the top 15 20 you know guys and gals can all you know they can all hit a a 95 mile an hour fastball kind of thing and there's some that are better than others and like you know I, i mean i don't put myself up in that top echelon but I think I think you're right with Tom. I just think that things change. Like, you know, Gary Henson, who was the voice of my childhood at Long Acres, like, I have this great reverence for him as a race caller. But, like, you go back and listen to some of the calls and, like, watch the video, and he's not right a lot of the time. And, you know, and the technology, A, allowed that to, to happen because people wouldn't, you know, people wouldn't know. But, um, you know, and he was kind of just calling a chart for a lot of the race. But, like, to me, he was the end-all, be-all. And so some of it's probably nostalgia, but I think that, you know, again, I compare it to, like, baseball or, or football or something like that, you know, that 
everybody's more polished, more smooth, and, and, you know, a lot of people are more accurate and all that kind of stuff, but there, there's a little bit of, I think, the, the je ne sais quoi that, that sometimes, and I include myself in that list of just people, I just don't think it connects maybe as much as it used to. And, and you know, there's also the influence of ascending, uh, ascending venues. Uh, you know, you look at Frank. You look yeah. at, at how, I mean, Frank, it, it, you, you kind of, I think, you know, we all we all were introduced to him in in the in that irreverent uh, style. The impressions. Yeah, we had yeah. the impressions, and you know, the humor that was injected. But I mean, he made a commitment. He, he with the with the Santa Anita job, and now the Saratoga yeah. job that he that was going away. That, that there's going to be a polished uh, and and straightforward and uh, ultra professional. And and he, he as good as he was, you know, being I don't want to say flippant, but being fun and irreverent, um, it, he is at the absolute peak of his uh, of his talent and and ability uh, right now. And and it it's you know I, I tell him this constantly, I gush at him all the time about it. Uh, it, and there is like this whole new generation. This, this is funny. Look at Nick Tamara and and you know yeah. Nick, Nick forging in and um, you know I would I would Griffin's say, somewhat new still. Yeah, yeah, and and um, Dinnerman, Matt Dinnerman, who's going to get uh, yes. a, a new yeah. yeah a new exposure. Uh, uh, well, and uh, tell you Pete uh, Pete Aiello has got a a a different tone of of, of voice. Um, that you know that I think uh, a, a lot of people have have gotten to uh, as well. I mean, yeah. it, it, it it is interesting, and then, then of course there's Rodman who uh, is is just you know as steady and and uh, and Dooley. I said, but Rodman and Dooley, right, are are are, are sort of the linchpin to a bygone era. <laughs> Well, they, they, I mean, I would say that them and Frank and, and Bobby Newman, a lot of those guys kind of Bobby started, Newman. you know, late 90s, early 2000s. And, yeah, there's definitely distinct generations. I, I know when I, me and Travis broke in two weeks apart, like we started the exact same time. And I was the I was the hot new young gun for literally like 12 days. And then he showed up and then that was gone. <laughs> so, but, but like even, even our, you know, but, but like our couple of years there, it was like, it was us too. And then, you know, like James Witherite Reeg and Harness came in about the same time we did and you know so there are you do have your your little generations with that stuff i worry that there aren't as many kids coming up that are interested in i i used to get a lot of emails when i was first starting like i want to be a race call and i I don't really get them anymore and so maybe that's just me but um you know like nathan klein's a kid in arizona that worked with us at colonial you know he's he's wanting to do that and certainly has the potential to do it and so um, I, I, I always I like when they're you know Luke Kreipos was kind of the king uh, of, of of getting people into it and you know getting you know people excited about it and so you know I, I don't know that there's you know I always kind of used to joke he was like the the union shop shop steward everybody went to for uh, for advice and stuff like that but um, you know I mean I, I think it's just I, I don't I don't hear a lot of because it used to be like you would you know you would do anything to go call in the grandstand for for the afternoon and you know if anybody was going to let you call a race it was an insane thing and like i said i just don't see or hear a whole lot of that anymore which is a bummer but you know whatever mm. yeah that's a good point uh yeah klein klein is the klein is the the, the wunderkind uh of, of of the moment right he's he uh he's he's bubbled to the surface and uh 
I, I, I hope I hope this I hope this dancing trend that Griffin's forging. I I, I hope that that's not going to continue. Uh, I, I, hope <laughs> I can tell you where it's not going to happen. <laughs> Florida, in Florida, in Florida, in Florida, and Virginia. Uh, if, if you if you see if you see Pete Aiello uh, doing a shuffle through the Gulf Stream paddock, we'll, we'll officially know that racing has uh, has changed gears. Uh, oh my God, that's yeah. I would, I, I, would, I, would, I would I would pay money to see that. Well, yeah, and Travis. I don't I don't think of Travis as a uh, as you know as dancing onto the set uh, either, right? <laughs> Probably not. I know. I think he just kind of. It, it, my favorite Travis thing. If you ever listen to the end of a day at Churchill Downs, like he he gets off the bike faster than he. I'm convinced he's in the elevator before the prices are up. <laughs> like he's he's ready to go home. Uh, well, of course, there, there, there's a joke there which involves stewards. Uh, that, that, uh... Oh, yeah. They, they, they famous. I, know, I, I always love to listen how different guys sign up. You know, like, I always used to love Vix because he would, you know, say, Good night from the track of the lakes, Flowers, Rafael Bejarano, and Zenyana. You know, like, he would do, like, a big a big sign-off. And I always, I, you know, Trevor, you know, thank you very much now. Good night to you all. And I used to always, and Ed Burghardt would always shout somebody. I got the Ed Burghardt shout twice, which was, uh, you know, a life highlight. But uh, I always love to listen to see, like, how different guys sign off and stuff like that. Well, uh, you're going to be signing on tomorrow as uh, the yeah. uh, the little track that could, uh, which we which we moniker you and Tampa and uh, and, and Delaware. We, that Delaware gets that, too. Uh the season starts tomorrow. Lots of uh, great opportunity, and uh, Jason is inviting uh, a, a host, uh, as there is around the game. We'll be looking forward to it. Hope it's a safe meet for everybody and, and a successful one. I look forward to seeing you in February or March. Absolutely. It's always good to be out with you, Steve. Jason Beam, everybody, and uh, really uh, one, of, one of the infectious uh, voices and personalities. Uh, that make the game fun. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. You too, pal. Yeah, I got to. Uh, I'm, I'm actually at Whole Foods right now. I'm in the parking lot. I'm gonna go get my stuff. There it is. <laughs> there it is. No, 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 no tofurkey. No, 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 get the real thing. Yeah, oh yeah. Come on. I, I'm not built like a tofurkey guy. I'm getting there though. No, you're doing great. You're doing amazing, actually. Yeah. Jason Beam, folks. Thanks, JB. Thanks, Steve. Unbelievable. So much fun. He, he's. Uh, He's some terrific character. Speaking of characters, we're going to get 20 minutes in with Seth Merrow. And uh, we couldn't get Seth last week because he, he, was, uh, he was not mobile. And uh, things were complicated for him last week as he was shopping for a new car. And uh, I, I, I don't know if it was the shopping for the new car or uh, how long it probably took you to empty the old car. <laughs> that was a process, I have to admit. Uh, I can't. I can't deny that. Were there? I suppose there were probably uh, Saratoga sale catalogs from uh, uh, 2007. <laughs> Not 2007, but 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 there were Saratoga. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a game, there's a game we can play here. This is, this is like when Monty Hall would go up to somebody on Let's Make a Deal, and say, I will give you $50 if there's a postage stamp in your pocket. This, this, you could do this with Seth's car. 
that was a that was a pretty good guess. I have to admit. I, I, although, I, although one of them was from the from the October sale. So. Oh well. So so the so the the statute of limitations weren't over. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, exactly. Every every horse in it wasn't retired, uh, as opposed to <laughs> some of the other ones that were under the seat. Uh, Correct. Yes, what, correct. What was the most surprising thing that you that you found that you you didn't know that you didn't remember existed or that you had been looking mm. for for a year? Mm. I can't think of anything. I found a couple of ties. <laughs> a couple of ties. I was like, oh, this is a nice one. I'll have to, I'll have to put this one back in the rotation. <laughs> Well, now, of course, I got Now I'm going to have to dig through my my own photo uh, treasury and put up that picture today for when I do the today's listing for the show. <laughs> I, I've got to find my famous picture of the back seat, which which, uh, which is scary. It, it, it's uh, there's no other there's no other way to describe it. I, it, it people. I'm trying to stay prepared. I, I uh, oh, yeah. know, have some ties, and I'm ready to go. It's just a uh, uh, snap of a finger. Bam, I'm there. I, 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 I'm also curious, because they they really have fallen out of fashion, uh, the the glove compartment uh, that that nobody seems they, they, they don't there's not room for anything really anymore. Uh, do you do you shove stuff in the glove compartment too, or no? Uh, you know, you got your, your registration into your insurance in there, and I had the manual in there. I'm trying to think if I had it, did have anything else in the car. Yeah, that was pretty much it. What is, the, yeah. is there a new car? Is there a new Merrowmobile? Hoping to pick it up either today or tomorrow. I'm, I, I'm doing a, I'm transferring a little chunk of money online into my bank account, and that uh, they're, they're, all they do is estimate that. So I'm hoping it's there today, and I can finalize things. If not today, tomorrow. Well, what did everyone's anxious to know? Because you know, the people people want to. Uh, this could influence people's decision of that their own car. They want they want the same car that Seth Merrow drives. What what did you settle on? Buick Encore, little Ooh, mini SUV. I know the Encore. I've I've rented a, yeah. an Encore too. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Looking forward to it. Very nice. I, a, a, a Buick. I, I I love it. I love it. Yeah, the reliability. Uh, comments were good and gas mileage good, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, hoping it all works out. Looking forward to it, though. What color? White. White. All right. Yeah. I got a white. My, my, my Impala. My Impala is white. Well, drive it in good health, as we like to say. Thank you. Thank you. That's certainly the game plan. <laughs> Uh, let let's catch up. Um, haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. What uh, what's the Thanksgiving plan? First of all, you want TV? Uh, I think uh, no. I'm going to take the day off. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of great racing. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm. Uh, I think I'm just going to hang, make a little turkey. I love turkey, so pop up some turkey and some dressing, and grab a pie, and uh, I will be good to go. You know, you just. The, the, Shocking! You you just—I'm very surprised. You just said dressing. I had this conversation. Dave Hill's going to join us next. Had this conversation with Dave last week. I'm surprised you don't say stuffing that that you call, that you're addressing. Uh, I go either way. Probably more often than not, probably I do say stuffing. Interesting. So I don't know why I choose one over the other, sir. But I, I I will say either. But yeah, I I would say I'm more. I would more often say stuffing. All right. Well, and, and Seth's one of those people that would be very happy to jump 
away from Thursday and just get right to the hot turkey sandwich. That that. <laughs> You're exactly right. You are exactly. That's the best part of Thanksgiving. The day after the, the hot turkey sandwich. Uh, or the, the or it, when I was a kid, we we would do like the you know the mid afternoon Thanksgiving with my grandparents, and then then you get the hot turkey later that day. Nice. I I, yeah. I, I brought this up. Who did I bring this up with? It was Tony, I think, yesterday. Um, I saw a idea on uh, Instagram on one of the uh, clever you know cooking. Uh, Instagram personalities uh, probably got about five or six of them and uh, she showed taking leftover stuffing and toasting it in a waffle iron and I was blown away by the con- it's a very clever concept for those that like those Belgian the Belgian waffle if you like a Belgian style waffle think about a Belgian waffle but made of stuffing a savory essentially a savory waffle and then put the turkey over it and and other some I saw some cranberry sauce ladle uh, on it, and then uh, basically, uh, she ate it like a like a handheld sandwich. But you could also do it open faced uh, and and hit the gravy uh, with it. I, I thought I, I know that I'm going to try it. I've got a I've got a, a waffle iron. Uh, I was going to say I uh, I don't have I don't think I have a waffle iron. I would have to look. Under did, did you, did you look in the car? It might be in the car. <laughs> well, no, no, I know it's not in the car. Uh, <laughs> That, that could have been a possibility, but uh, but but I was going to say, uh, first, I don't know about the waffle iron, but second, I, I don't know at all the concept of leftover stuffing. Uh-huh. My stuffing, there is not, I, I love this. It was funny, I was in the supermarket yesterday, and the girl, it was a, a very personable little checkout, you know, a teenager or whatever, and she asked the people in front of her, so she must have been asking everybody all day. She said, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. After the turkey, what's your favorite thing on Thanksgiving? And I said stuffing, and she said that's the number one answer. That it, 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 Tina Tina likes the stuffing more than the turkey. <laughs> Although she loves, she, said, she does love turkey. She said uh, potatoes and sweet potatoes was were ranking highly as well. Uh, corn pudding for me. Corn pudding. Uh, my mother's uh, corn pudding. Um, definitely um, interesting. Uh, my cranberry, my, my, my cranberry jello mold with walnuts uh, and pineapple. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too big on stuff, nuts and stuff, but the uh, cranberry and pineapple sounds pretty good. Uh, I, I, have, I have to admit, though, when it's cranberry, I just chunk it out of the can, the, the ocean spray, which I like quite a bit. Uh, we make fresh, and I, I urged people, I've already gone through this, I gave the recipe out, uh, I've already made two batches. Uh, Nantucket, the Nantucket cranberry sauce, just with a little maple syrup and molasses, brown sugar, very simple. You just boil it down, boom. I had this conversation last Thursday with, uh, of course, with Neil Kleinberg. Uh, oh, you know what I'm forgetting that has been, that has absolutely moved up the charts is the au gratin potato, with, with the, the mashed potatoes. Oh, are, mashed potatoes oh. Are yeah. that does sound very good. Yes, yes, yes. 
Excellent. And, and, and what's your dessert preference? I like apple pie. I like Dutch apple pie. I do too, but Tina wouldn't let me get a, 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 a crumb top uh, apple uh, because uh, Spencer wants straightforward uh, apple pie. So I had to. I got We got an apple. We got a raspberry. Magno- I just, oh, that's good. I, I like uh, raspberry pie too, but, but typically I'm an apple pie guy. My mother's apple pie was very good. Um, one of my sisters makes the the Dutch apple. Well, the other sister now does the my mother's recipe, uh, which is traditional, and, and they, oof, they're both really good. We're, uh, I, I buy the the dessert is too much trouble. Although when I make the baked apple, my, my father's gone, so I can't. Uh, the making the baked apples now, I'd I'd, I'd be a, I'd be a, just a, I'm, I'd be a mess if I made them. Be, they, that would that would kill me. But uh, we ordered everything. I in fact I just see I just got an email. I ordered uh, uh, our daughter-in-law, uh, Andrea. She wanted a, a cake. She wanted chocolate cake. And because uh, my birthday and Spencer's birthday are buffeted right here this week, so I, I said, all right. Well, so I ordered a chocolate cake, um, got Tina a pecan pie from Texas, from Good Company in Houston. This was a Nick Tamaro push. He says, the best pecan pie you're going to have. Tina loves pecan pie. Uh and uh, what do we got? We got an apple. We got a raspberry. We got the chocolate cake. We got oh, um, uh, something else. I'm forgetting. So yeah, we're, we're I think we're in good shape. But, uh, we're in good shape. It's uh, I'll start in uh, as soon as we get off the air. What? Uh, what I think what else? What else, what else is there to talk to you about? Well, I'll congratulate you on a nice comeback last night very good you must have been through i got the call about being on today and i thought you're not a late night person i really know he's watching the game um and a nice little comeback there so congratulations on that one my jets have gone in the wrong direction syracuse played well yesterday uh, i thought against the number 17 that may bode well for them this season they played well for about three quarters of the game and then the number 17 kind of stepped away from them um so just on other sports that and on, on horse racing, uh, going back to last weekend, the one that stood out to me, I think integration, I think West Point's got yep. a really nice, yep. really nice turf runner for uh, for next year. And then maybe I, I think they were talking potentially running again or Pegasus turf. Uh, I'll forget. But uh, that was a that was a, a, another nice performance by a horse that, that got a belated start, obviously, but uh, as it, it benefited. Sometimes you take your time, and it all works out. And I think integrations can be very nice. Well, and and they've had uh, and Shug with uh, West Point. They've also had they also had that first out winner that Cugino, the yes. that twirling candy uh, colt that looks uh, like there's plenty to be excited. Who, who about. I I had on top that day. That was a, that was a nice win. Did you uh, did you go? How'd you fare in the uh, uh, I talked about the pick six from Saturday, which paid over four thousand dollars. Andy pointed out that it, it paid almost twice the parlay. Uh, I, I was four for four heading into the late double and and got stymied, uh, and and it wasn't like there were crazy horses. I mean, the, on Friday Friday was tough. I mean, the, well Thursday into Friday was tough enough, and then Friday. Uh, Nick and I talked about it, and we just—I think we sort of both agreed that there was a real chance of a double carryover, and that's what came off. It was a very tough sequence. Yeah, Friday with the the apprentice uh, 
winning the, the his first stake hundred dollars, which I, I, you know I'm not redboarding, but if you look back, that horse was better than the price. I mean, I'm not well, saying that horse was a favorite or anything, but but I had, had done kind of similar back in April. I had the owner. I had, I had Mandy on uh, earlier this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a wonderful story, uh, and, yeah. and she's a terrific owner breeder uh, that that just loves the game. Uh, you, you've got to be absolutely thrilled for for people like Mandy Latterer. Yeah, she clearly loves the game. Yeah. She's clearly intimately involved in a big way, and yeah, it's always fun to see people who are in that arena get the. You know, get paid off in a in a spot like that, and that was a, a fun win. Uh, uh, that yeah, once that happened, you knew there was going to be the double carryover. The interesting part was the the pick five, not so much, but the pick six had started off also with the sixty dollar horse. So right. that, that's what led to the double carryover. You made me just think of something too. Uh, is, did Roddy give away turkeys this week? No, um, no. I'm trying to think. I don't think he did it last year either. I'm not okay. sure. All right. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it, there's there's any there, any number of, you know for years there over the years there's been certain certain really nice uh, gestures and uh, it's a special day on the racetrack. Uh, I, I, I'm actually uh, we're not going to get a chance to talk to Callie, but uh, Laurel, of course, Laurel's got the. The pie giveaway that they, I'm, I'm, I, I know that that back in, uh, in fashion after a, a brief hiatus. In fact, oh, okay, they're back. They're back with because uh, over the years I've talked to Dave Rodman about it. He's talked about man, I can smell them off in the booth. Uh, my thing is that's maybe the best uh, racetrack giveaway of all time. I mean, you go to the track and you walk with an apple pie. How can you beat that? Well, the, the apple. It was apple pumpkon. Or mince, mince for years, yeah, yes. And then they, I think, I think they cut out the mince. Um, yeah, I think so. And it it, it went away. Um, it came back and uh, wow, just looking this up, it came back in 2016. Uh, that's how wow. That's kind of funny. Um, so they let's see. They should. Um, it's usually. I think it's on. It, it's on the Thanksgiving. Typically, it's the Thanksgiving card. I I, uh, I forgot to bring this up. That's that was last year's, because um, they do have stakes coming up uh, on. That's on Saturday. Uh, they've also got uh, the Bender and the Politely uh, on. Is that on? That's on Friday. Saturday is uh, the City of Laurel and the Richard uh, the the Dickey Small, the Safely Kept. Are let me to make sure they've got a ow a program. Um, you know, fairgrounds, of course, has got uh, you got the Thanksgiving classic. Are they? Not- oh, Laurel is going tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, th- Thursday. You mean? Um, yeah, uh, uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thursday. All right. So I'm going to yeah. assume it's Laurel, Delmar, Golden Gate. I believe goes Woodbine. Obviously, they're north of the border. Mohawk later at night. Um, fairgrounds, of course, they have the traditional Thanksgiving day. Um, so yeah, there's. Plenty of plenty of nice action on Thursday. Yeah, it should be good. So uh, you'll be you'll be in Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, and tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, OTB TV afternoons with some handicapping. Saturday, Sunday morning with the uh, interviews. So always a lot of fun. You can catch it on the if you're not in the area, catch it on the Capital OTB uh, YouTube channel. 
for folks who aren't familiar, but I'm sure they are because I'm imagining they they tune us in on Sundays during Saratoga. Without fail. Seth. I will say, I, I mentioned the apple <laughs> I said this on TV yesterday because I, I also brought up the pies at Laurel, and I was laughing, saying, you know, best uh, uh, giveaway on the racetrack. And then I said, much better than what I consider the worst giveaway at the racetrack. And I'm sure I've talked about this before. But the, the night uh, we were down doing the Florida Derby one year, so at night I went over to Pompano, and they were giving away a cake plate. I went and bought the program, and the guy gave me a little ticket to go over and get your giveaway. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I walked over, and it was like, you know, a cake plate. It had a little stand and a little flat. And, and I didn't even know what it was at first. I'm looking, and the guy goes, here, here you go. And I'm like, what is that? It's just a plastic. And he says, it's a cake plate. I'm like, oh, thanks. Well, it is it is South Florida. I mean, they're, they're, you know, you go over to Grandma's and and they're, they're darling, would you like a piece of cake? It's it's that it's nice. It's a nice gesture. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have to see. I I tweeted out a picture years ago. I'll have to see if I can pull that up again and tweet it again. I hope you didn't leave it in the car. Uh, well, that would be something I would have left in the car, but I think I left it someplace else years ago. Oh, my God. Seth, happy Thanksgiving. Good to wanted to catch up. Uh, congrats on the new vehicle, and uh, we will... Uh... Let me, let me, uh, I'll toss out one at Tampa before we go. Nice. Six, six race at Tampa tomorrow. Yeah. Opening day Tampa, one of my favorite tracks. Six race was a little fun. I'm going to box mine up in an exact. I have a 2, 9, 3, and 10. Uh, the two lady prospect, uh, Jamie Ness, uh, with the stable down there this year, comes in with a horse that ran well last time at Delaware, drops in for a tag. That one's interesting. Copper bound uh, for Greg Sacco, comes in off a nice try at Delaware as well. But the price uh, that may make the exact box interesting, Platinum Diva for my man Mike Deeney, uh, who typically makes a little money for me down at Tampa. Second time started by Treasure Beach. And Treasure Beach, if you go back a couple of years, was interesting with win early types. Um, and I think this one might be interesting. Second start of the career, moves over to the dirt, down to Tampa. So I'll put that one in the mix as well. And then Corinth at the bottom at 10 to 1 as well. So a couple of prices in there. I'll box them up in the exact end, the 6th at Tampa, and see if I can get one of those prices in. 2, 9, 3, and 10. Sixth race tomorrow at Tampa. Uh, you know, I had Dinny on uh, on uh, Friday, and I uh, gave you a big shout out. I, I, I said, <laughs> said, "You're my man. My man Seth loves you. You're you're with." I said, "With John Shepard gone, I said you're 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 his." <laughs> I had him on up at Saratoga this year, so that was fun. You're his Huckleberry. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Or he's yours, Seth. Miller, right. everybody. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, Gene, and the family, and, and all the listeners as well. We'll uh, catch you next week. Seth Merrow, two on Twitter, number one in your heart. And there he is. Uh, let's round out the morning and uh, the pre-Thanksgiving frivolity uh, with Dave Hill. And uh, I, I had, I think, plenty of motivation. Uh, I, I'm dying to hear about the Vegas experience with this with this formula one plus dave is home in hot springs and uh there there's nothing there there's nothing uh more exciting than when the hills the hills are alive as we say uh and in this case hot springs is alive with the sound of the hills they're back home in hot springs dave hill good morning 
Good morning, Steve. How's it going? Excellent. How was the uh, rendezvous and and the and, and the cross uh, the cross Mid America journey? I know. I um I caught up with them in Nashville. I flew from Vegas to Nashville, and they had already driven halfway across the country. So uh, they picked me up at the airport there, and I drove the rest of the way. And and, and she hadn't she hadn't dropped the kids off somewhere. Uh, the, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, she's pretty close. Pretty close to it. Uh, I, yeah. I, 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 something tells me I don't I don't I don't I can't really see you as the type that 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 turns into the back seat and says if I pull over this car someone's going to start crying I, I, don't, I, believe, <laughs> I am I am I had a moment like that last night but uh you know no one's immune from it nobody's immune from it I got three kids so it's chaos in the back seat are they excited? They excited to be back in Hot Springs? They are. They they are. They love Grandma Pam and uh, they love being in Hot Springs. So they're pretty excited to be here. Well, and we just came back from Waffle House. I love it. You went to the house. You don't have you have you been over to Best Cafe? Yeah, yeah. I've been to Best Cafe. I like that place. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. Uh, you know, Moquette. Uh, uh, gave me the push uh, on I love what they did with the motor court uh, the fixing the whole thing up and yeah. I did, right it, it's, it came out it's amazing. fantastic yeah you have to understand that um like you know Katie and I when we come to Hot Springs we like to go to places like Best Cafe or 501 Prime or you know sample some of the finer things that Hot Springs has to offer but my mom's been living here her whole life and uh to her there's nothing better than a cup of Waffle House coffee uh, listen, I, I, I don't. I, you won't get an argument from me. I mean, I, I'm. I, I adore Waffle House, and and I, I find Graham. I find Graham Motion. I mean, some might find him, you know, a little, a little, you know, a little stuffy. I, his, his, the biggest problem with Graham Motion is is his attachment to, uh, uh, you know, to the other breakfast joint that's awful I, I i just can't stand uh are you talking about the pancake no well the pan I, I don't get me don't put me on that because i i'm gonna get in trouble i i, I don't get the pancake house i'm sorry it it i mean i, it, I just don't get it, 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 well, it are get, you a compton's guy i mean it's kind of the same thing in my opinion as Compton's. that's that's a very equitable person uh 